What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 38 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. I am Parker Fields here, as always, with my do- co-host, Donnie Menke. Donnie, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Bengals got that division locked up for real yesterday, and get that rematch back in Paul Brown. Should be exciting. Yeah, don't get hey, me in... Paycor. Paycor. <laughs> Paycor. My bad. <laughs> don't get me and Donnie started on... a. Uh the whole situation with the playoffs and everything like that. Don't get us started on that. Cause that'll make us a little angry, but the Bengals <laughs> did win. They get their home playoff game, which they deserved either way, dumb rules, but mm-hmm. they get their home playoff game. They locked that up. And overall is a solid win yesterday. Not really that much to talk about. The defense played great as they really have all season, really been consistent all season, but they didn't really play the Ravens top tier offense. I mean, the Ravens offense has been bad really the whole season since like week, like five, their offense is struggling. Yeah. But Anthony Brown showed a few flashes. Like, the kid has a pretty decent arm. Like, he's mobile. He actually really didn't look that bad to me. Like, he had some two picks early, but kind of looked like he uh, found his stride a little bit towards the middle of the game. He didn't look that horrible to me. I think he's not that bad, actually. Yeah, I think he's all right. He definitely can sling better it better than, than Huntley. He definitely yeah, has a better arm a and stuff. Arm than, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously Huntley's faster and everything, but like, um, Anthony Brown kind of did have a decent arm, and he, he showed some flashes, and obviously he's fast as well. And it's honestly, like we talked about in the last podcast, it's an insane strategy to have three quarterbacks who have the same play style. <laughs> I guess you're three <laughs> quarterbacks. That's actually like, I mean, it's a really nice strategy because you don't have to change the offense much. Yeah, and the fact that they found two other guys who are close enough to Lamar that it works is kind of... And Huntley and Lamar look exactly the same. Brown looks different. Like, look he's a lot similar. bigger... Like he's a lot bigger and everything. Huntley and Lamar on the sideline. Like, did you see him staying next to each other? <laughs> they literally like they look very similar. They even got the yeah, same haircut. Do. Like they have the same braids and everything. Like they look really similar. It's funny. Yeah, they do. And uh yeah, I mean, Brown, you're right. Outside of those few outside of those turnovers, you really didn't play too bad. No. He um because but those picks just killed him, man. They were so early and the Bengals capitalized. So it was just kind of game over at that. It did all they they could, legal or not, to to keep it close, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it was just Zach Taylor run the ball, like seriously run the ball. I don't know why we almost let T Higgins get destroyed going across the middle. I mean, did get destroyed, but luckily it was just the wind knocked out of him. I thought he had a head injury because his head smacked the ground as he got hit in the stomach, but luckily it was just. Yeah. Looks like his, he couldn't breathe because the wind got knocked out of him because he got just drilled in the midsection. So luckily T. Higgins was fine because I was scary. I was texting Donnie. I was like, he won't run the damn ball, and that's what happens. Because I don't know. I know Zach Taylor, we talked about, wasn't really trying to show stuff. But, like, you're not showing stuff just running in Madden HB dive up the middle. <laughs> like, right. like yeah. you're not showing stuff just run the ball right up the middle. Like, just do that. Like, if we don't get a first down, who cares? Like, who cares? The Ravens weren't right. doing anything offensively. I think you should have trusted your defense more and just played through them at the end of the game instead of like, it's not like the pass game was dicing them up all game. The pass game was not really working. Burrow was at five yards in attempt. Um, T Higgins couldn't catch the ball yesterday. Jamar chase had a couple drops and like the receivers just overall were not playing well, not separating that well either. And it just wasn't a really good game from the offense in general. I should, they should have just ran the ball the whole fourth quarter, honestly. Yeah, they really should have. I think after the Bengals went up 27 to 10 with like, what was it? Six and a half minutes left in the third. They really should have just pulled everybody. At yeah. At that point. 
And then if it gets close again by the end of the quarter, put the starters back in, whatever. But you can rhythm whatever crap you want to throw at me. Um, no, they, these guys, <laughs> they were they were up 17 with 20 minutes left, 26 and a half minutes left, whatever. The Ravens like, weren't coming back. <laughs> yeah, Ravens weren't making the comeback. Um, you weren't they, playing Lamar. Exactly, yeah. Like we said, Brown looked you know better as the game went on, but – he the offense as a whole just wasn't going to do enough yeah no and like overall as a team like the ravens like i said haven't impressed offensively like in weeks months like seriously they have not looked good offensively in months and um like it's been a while yeah it should have just i hope the Bengals come out with more of a balanced game plan and attack for the playoff game because like if you're just going to go five wide and throw the ball every single down, I don't know how that's going to work against the Ravens defense because they seem like they had answers yesterday in the secondary for that. And, I mean, there would have been a couple connections deep. Like, obviously, Burrow under through Chase. That was a guaranteed touchdown. Um, I mean, right, he did get drilled, and that's that's kind of why the ball was underthrown. But that Burrow underthrown. Uh, T. Higgins had a touchdown if he could have caught the ball there. I just don't think he was even ready for the pass, honestly. Like, his hands were right yeah. there. I just think he didn't even, like, think the ball was coming to him for some reason. I think this was just a weird game. Yeah. Just a lot of weird factors. Higgins obviously still wasn't feeling it from last week. They didn't start prepping for the Ravens until Thursday because they didn't know what the NFL was going to do with the with the game. Then the Ravens rest their offense, not their defense. Like, it's just weird all around. It's I'm just, just going to hope... chalk this one up to kind of just weirdness. I just hope they come out with more of a balanced attack, though, because we need to not mm. give up on – well, they didn't even give up on the run game. They never started trying it, really. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. the only times they gave Mixon the ball was when it was literally the most obvious running situation. So that was the only time they even tried to run the ball, seriously. Yeah. And, like, they didn't really run the ball at a shotgun at all yesterday, which was mm. what had been successful in their running game all year was when they did it at a shotgun. We know because right. we watched the beginning of the season where Mixon was averaging, like, two yards a carry – it wasn't working when you ran the ball out of center, under center. So why did we not run the ball yep. out of shotgun really yesterday? I don't understand that. Hopefully it was because they weren't trying to share the playbook. But I don't think running inside zone schemes is really like showing the yeah. playbook. Like every team in the NFL runs that. Like I don't understand that. Right. I mean, yeah, the run game just wasn't good at all yesterday. They were at, as a whole average 2.8 yards carry with a long of eight. Like that's just not. That's not going to that's, that's That's never getting going. And the pass game, honestly scheme was good guys were getting open throws were there plays were there they just weren't executing i think from my perspective i just it's i don't just, think we really gave the run game a shot though to be honest with you yeah which obviously this part is going to be offense but you have to have to balance it with the run game agreed you have to keep defenses honest somehow and it's not like you have a bad running back out there. <laughs> like you have a really good running right, back. Right, Mixon's good. Yeah, and P. Ryan's a good, really good backup. So like, yeah. I just didn't understand that. I don't Mixon know. Mixon missed almost what was it two and a half, two and three quarter games, and still almost still within two hundred yards of. Yeah, he would have had like, a thousand if they played the seventeen game season. Then he played every game. He would have yeah. had a thousand again. Yeah, for he what his like fifth thousand yard year, four thousand like yard that. year in six years. Yeah, I mean, he's getting pretty close to he, – he has the second most yards in Bengals history through this point in his career. Like, and he's, he, he's locked up for a little really while good. longer, isn't yeah. he? Two more years, I think. Although yeah. there's a possible out this year if they 
find out there's a running back they like better in the draft they can get. We'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, Mixon's still a really good weapon, still really good to have. I just think the Ravens were I don't Ravens fans, come get your team. Like this was this wasn't good. <laughs> like this no. was chippy. This, this was not a fun game to watch either. No, this was not yeah. a fun game to watch. I'm gonna be frustrating. Real. This was not a fun game. Yeah. It was really frustrating. It seemed like every time you're like, oh, ball's in the air deep, uh, drop. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Burrow missed him. It was just like, it was not in sync, the offense whatsoever. They got to get together for this week. Hopefully it was just one yeah. week. Everything that happened last week was the reason for it. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. And um, I honestly think it is. It, it just, Higgins, there's no way he lets that ball drop through his hands. No, and, I agree. Like, almost any other point in the season. Burrow was just kind of rusty and he knew he played like crap. So he said as much on Chase's live stream <laughs> without realizing it was live. Um, <laughs> What'd he say? I didn't hear it. He said, I played like shit for y'all today, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, him and Chase like, it's live, man. This, I'm, I'm on live. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. We got I don't to see the... Burrow smoking a cigar again. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think the offense will click a lot better next week agreed they're just they're not going to be afraid to open up the playbook next week and honestly the passing concepts worked. like i said i think they worked fine this week they just got to execute them better yeah i'm with you there um overall based on a couple things here i just i wish i saw more (laughs) more success against the ravens just to feel better about things going for the playoff game but I just think you got to scrap this game and not really take much from it. I I really do. I just think there's not much to take away from this game, honestly. (laughs) In terms of as a fan perspective, not Zach Taylor coaching the team. I'm talking from a fan perspective. I think there's just not much to like to take away from this game, honestly. But I will say me and Donnie were spot on with our season predictions. Did we (laughs) say 12 12 and five? We both said 12 and five. We both said 12 and and they were better 12 and four. Yeah. And they really we, could have been 13-4. I think we would have been if the game played out, honestly. It, it's it's possible, yeah. But like we had them, but we had it the opposite way. We had like eight and oh, whatever going into the buy, and then like four and five, five and four, whatever coming out of the break. <laughs> yeah, Instead, no, we were it was wrong. Complete opposite. Yeah. They go from two and three to, to twelve and four is you know it's a tough year in the NFL though. When the you're, you're twelve and four and you're the three seed. Yeah, that's a hefty yeah. NFL this year. Yeah. That's tough. There's like five legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year, but it's nice to see the Bengals actually in that conversation. Yeah, I'd say we definitely weren't in the conversation last year, but we ended up being. <laughs> yeah, I could honestly play a Chargers player to a similar thing. I could see the Jags making a run. I could see that if the Chargers stay healthy. Yeah, and stay I could see both of them because the, the Chargers do play well against the Chiefs, and that's who they would play, correct, yeah. if they win? Yeah, so that's a yeah, good that's matchup for the if, Assuming the Bengals and Bills both take care of business, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. But that's yeah, true. that. But it's nice to see the Bengals actually like be mentioned along with the top contenders and legitimately be in the conversation. Like, it's yeah. the conversation is Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. The Cowboys took themselves out of it. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of think Tom's going to beat them. I'm not going to lie. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I kind of yeah. think Tom. I, I, didn't they week one? Like Yeah, they, they killed them. They demolished one? them. Yeah. Like, it like was like 19 to three. Or something like that. No, it was like oh, 19 yeah, to three. No. 
Tom and them didn't really do much, but they just couldn't score on the Bucks, and I could see something similar. Right. The Bucks defense yeah. hasn't really gone anywhere. Their defense is still good. Yeah, you're right. Nineteen to three. Yeah, I, I don't know where I got thirty-four to three, but yeah, yeah, they weren't that because I remember I was disappointed. It was a shitty Sunday I, night football game to start the year. I remember. Yeah, there were three field goals in the first quarter, two more field goals in the second quarter, and then a touchdown in the third quarter was the entire scoring that night. <laughs> I uh, I expect. Um, I expect an interesting and, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this will be an interesting playoffs. Um, if it's anything, is Lamar like gonna play? Man, like, do we know yet? Is Lamar gonna play? We don't know for sure, but I would think so. I, I don't think, think the NFL puts hold- this game on I, Sunday night. Yeah, I would think they're they holding him. Lamar's playing. I would think they're holding this game like, or been holding Lamar out because of to play in the playoffs. Yeah, it's I don't a know strong if chance. Holding him out. I don't know if they've been holding him out. I think he's kind of done that more to himself. To be honest with you, like if you're like the almost if you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to play. Happy late birthday, games. Lamar! It's his birthday yesterday. Shit. Uh, happy late birthday, Lamar! <laughs> Hope you get a playoff loss this weekend. He's 26. <laughs> yeah, he and Burrow are like the same age. <laughs> and Lamar's been in the league for like six years. <laughs> yeah, he's been twice as long. Right. Um, I just uh. Yeah, he's younger than Burrow. Like he's literally he's younger than yeah. by like a month or whatever. Yeah, just turned twenty six. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know how this matchup is gonna go with Lamar on the field. Like it kind of scares me because it's Lamar. Like you never know with yeah. Lamar. He could like come back and be Lamar Jackson, like Lamar Jackson, or he could be Lamar Jackson of the last like six weeks he played, where it was like meh at best. Right. <laughs> like it was really, really not great. Yeah, like on the season, seventeen touchdowns, seven picks, but that was inflated as hell by the first few games where he was playing at an MVP level again. Yeah, those first, honest, those that first month he was just ridiculous, and then the Bengals game he kind of, you know, missed some throws and. And then since then, then, yeah, I mean, he before he got hurt, like he got hurt during the Broncos game, right? Yeah. So they went the points scored from the Bengals to that Broncos game. It went. 19, 20, 23, 27, 27, 13, 27, 10. Yeah. So, like, Lamar is good <laughs> enough to get them a few touchdowns. Like, this will be a much more competitive game this week, I think. My only question with Lamar and everything in them is just, it's just like with Lamar, it's like, how many more years are they going to go on without getting him a legitimate? legitimate even number two receiver like they had hollywood brown he was like a number two like he has a shit receiving core like when are they gonna help this man i think bateman had the talent he's just not been healthy no he's not but they need to sign somebody too though they gotta sign somebody Devontae Adams might be available hopkins might be available but would any of them want to the only problem is like who wants to play with lamar if you're top receiver like, you're not going to air the ball out that much. It's like kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Those guys want to play with the guys that are going to throw the ball a lot. You know what I mean? It's like, right. why wouldn't you? Right. And that makes sense. I just, I also feel like if you're one of those dudes, you can look at that situation and be like, I'm going to be the one to unlock Lamar. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the one to unlock this passing attack. I could see that being a, I could see yeah. that being a thought. For sure. Like, yeah, Bateman was having a solid year. Like exactly. Like talent. Bateman's first three games were were really good. It's just can't stay healthy. And now exactly. your number one receiver is who? Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins. 
Yeah, and Watkins who fumbled. <laughs> Dude, like <laughs> you know what's insane that I saw yesterday because I looked it up because I was like, how old? Is-? Sammy Watkins is not even thirty yet, dude. What? He's twenty nine. Huh? Twenty nine years old. Yeah. What the frick? He was drafted in twenty fourteen. That's wild. So yeah, he was just like barely twenty one when he got drafted. Wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy to like think about? Like That's he's nuts, been in the NFL yeah. for so long. It feels like, but I mean, he's still yet to turn thirty. Because it feels like Sammy Watkins has been old the last like four seasons. So yeah, that's telling you during those Chiefs, like the Chiefs Super Bowl, he was only twenty six. <laughs> I thought he was like thirty then. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> Man, I really thought he was older, but yeah, you're right. This is, geez, <laughs> he he plays like he's thirty. Plus, he looked good against us yesterday. Shit, <laughs> before he fumbled, yeah. he still was... feels kind of like an old man game type thing, though. Yeah, it does. But what do you have yesterday? Two catches for seventy nine yards. Ball. Yeah, and, and then that, that terrible fumble. Yeah, yeah. We kind of got lucky on that one. They actually were driving there. Could have done something, made it more interesting. But yeah, luckily he fumbled for us. Um, yeah. you want to move on to college basketball talk though, because we're, we will get more in depth on this game and everything, obviously next episode and really give you a breakdown of the game. But yeah, I do want to call out Joseph Osai real quick, man, his improvement the last with, with Hendrickson's injury has been great. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's really shown a motor and he recovered that fumble for a touchdown yesterday. Like I've been impressed with him. Yeah, I agree with you. He definitely has been impressing as of recent. Really has been. He's still a young player. Definitely, you know, is going to keep getting better and better, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Just really impressed Born. with his growth. Yep, agreed with you. Um, Yeah, but we can get uh, into some college hoops talk. Xavier beat Villanova last – or, sorry, this weekend. Saturday. And now, yeah. yeah, Saturday. And now they are the number 12 ranked team in the country as of the AP polls today. Xavier has really jumped yep. up in polls and, I mean, they're about to be a top-10 team if they can finish this week undefeated. Probably they'll, they might jump in the top-10 with some losses here. Um, Xavier's got oh, a matchup versus Mar- – do they play Marquette Wednesday, I want to say? They play Marquette Sunday. They play Creighton do they play Wednesday. Creighton, that's it. That, that'll yeah. be a tough matchup for sure. That, Creighton's yeah. been struggling. But, I mean, it's still a team that was top-10 earlier in the year. Um, it's still a team with lots of talent, obviously. So, like, it still should be mm-hmm. a really good matchup. Yeah. But if they can get through this week undefeated, I think they 100% move into yeah. the top 10 because Creighton's gotten votes and Marquette's a top 25 team now. Too. Yeah. So, like, Marquette seems like they're very, very identical teams. <laughs> they're yeah. elite offenses, not very Bad good defense. defenses. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one's going to be a dogfight. I mean, Marquette um, just put up 95 on Georgetown, but Georgetown, as we know, is not very good. They're a little bit better yeah, this year Dave, than they were last year, but it's going to say Xavier went up over 100 <coughs> against them, didn't they? Yeah, 102. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Tyler but, uh, Kolek had 15 assists. Damn. Yeah, he's a, he's a great college guard. Yeah, he makes that offense hum for sure. Um, but yeah, like those this game against this week against Creighton and Marquette. If they can get through that, they've got DePaul and Georgetown the week after that. So they might there's if they can get through this week, there's a legitimate chance they start nine and zero in conference play. Yeah, I mean this is probably the best Xavier team we've had since that uh, one seed team, I'd say, right? Yes, 
definitively yeah yeah like i mean for sure Having as long as as long as what last year what happened last year happened doesn't happen again which i don't think it will then yeah they're they're pretty much a exactly, guarantee to yeah. get into the tournament unless they have a colossal collapse at this point yeah which they were we predi- they were in this what we predicted at the beginning year, of the year so we'll... like seed wise what we predict i think we predicted like maybe i think i said seed. like a, i think i said a nine or a ten seed or something yeah yeah, I said best case scenario, they're wearing whites the first game. Yeah, I think, which yeah, it's the home jersey. So, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have them like super high. If anybody wants to see this Creighton team, according to ESPN, tickets are only nine dollars right now. Damn, <laughs> I'll be there, but I'm not paying. <laughs> You're getting for free. Yeah, yeah, I'll be credential media over here. I'll be there, but it's just, um, I am excited to watch this game, though. I like Ryan Nimhard. He's fun to watch. Creighton's a pretty fun, fun team to watch always. Creighton's always Hulk like Brenner's a, is so yeah. good defensively. Creighton's yeah. always a fun team. Um, yeah, they are. They're well coached. Dougie Buckets, his dad's a good coach. Is it, isn't his yes, name Doug, is. too? Greg. Is he Doug Sr.? Oh, it's Greg. Yeah, He's I was thinking he was Doug Greg, Sr. Yeah. for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, but should definitely be a good matchup. For Xavier, mm-hmm. should be a tough matchup against Creighton. But if they can get through Creighton and Marquette, like you said this week, it should be a some couple easier wins going down the stretch. Before they go to UConn, so yeah, before <laughs> before you, I think worst case scenario they're seven and two going to UConn. Yeah, which is still everybody would have taken that start at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah, going into UConn is going to be a tough game though for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that one more in depth. But, yeah, that'll be tough. Yeah, because, I mean, UConn had him on the ropes, obviously, at Xavier. That was a good battle. That was a huge win for Xavier. But, like, UConn's going to be pissed at home. <laughs> yeah, and I'm UConn's been dominant one. at if, home. If you're, Yeah, I say if you're a Xavier fan, you're worried about that one. Yeah, and like I said, UConn has been dominant at home. So Yeah, we'll they, they have been. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Sure. We'll see about that. But uh, across town, UC did uh did not have a great weekend. They they no. beat Wichita State, which is you know they should have won that win. Yeah, you should win that. They won a game they were supposed to win. But Houston, man, they didn't <laughs> didn't look good. UC didn't look good against Houston. No, Houston's definitely <laughs> a really good team. David DeJulius played very well, very well. Yeah, um, and I heard. 12 12 from the there line. That, like Daniel Ju- Skilling. Julius kinda... has been impressing a lot. Yeah, the Skilling's... Julius is pushing for all conference, but um he gotta shoot better from the field though. Like I know he yeah. played well overall, but you've gotta gotta shoot better percentages. Exactly. Skilling's that athleticism caught people's eyes, even if he missed a bunch of shots. Because <laughs> yeah. two blocks from the guard spot in colleges is, is nice. Ex- agreed. Um I just, um, I just want to see more from UC. Honestly, offensively, they just like I said, like they just when they struggle from three, it's just it's bad. This game wasn't even that bad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Nine of twenty six. Would have liked to see Nolly shoot the ball more. Four or four. The Julius struggled yeah. from the field and shooting the ball, obviously, but he played well. You know, facilitating had five assists. Just not a great game. Like if you send a lot of ball pressure his way, he struggles a lot more. Like if you really get in his grill yeah. and everything, he struggles a lot more than if you play per, yeah. like sag off a little and let him create and get off the get moving off the dribble. He's a lot harder to stop because if you really right. just get in his mouth and 
like pressure him early, he's a lot easier to stop. Like I said, I mean, Jace Walker is just a stud. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's, still he's good. yeah, he's, he's good. Um, Dude's good. Likely. Yeah. You think he'll be a one and done? Oh, yeah, Probably. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I remember watching him as a freshman in high school on the team with like Baycott, Noah Farrakhan at IMG. He was the number, he was the number oh, yeah. one freshman in the country and he looked like a grown ass man at 14. <laughs> Like he yeah, was a I can, freak I believe athlete. It, man. I believe it. Putting up twenty, being the one of the leading scorers on the best team in the country as a freshman, and a, yeah. and a program that doesn't do that. Like, no, I, like at a do. Yeah, at a at a non one and done program. This is a four year college program. <laughs> You're exactly. gonna be a one yeah. and done. It's like a, I'm trying to think of somebody in recent years who did something like this. Kind of like, I mean, this wasn't, they weren't like the best team in the country, but kind of like Scotty Barnes going to Florida state. Like that's not like a top, like one and done program. And he went in there like, wasn't the I best player that. on the team stat wise, but went in there and, you know, it was a one and done and everything. Yeah. Same draft, but I was thinking Jalen Suggs kind of. That's, that's a good one. That's Gonzaga. a really good one. I forgot about Suggs yeah, and that... Chet last year. So they, they've started to do it a little more, but yeah, but still not, still not what you think of when you think of Gonzaga. No, Micah Adams Woods yeah. did impress a lot. Eight for 11, yeah. three or four from three. Yeah, between those two. He's dudes, been coming between, on recently. Between Adams Woods and Nolly, they were seven of eight from three. The rest of the team was, what is that? Two of 18. Ooh. Yeah, because <laughs> DeJulius was, yeah, DeJulius was two of eight. Reed was 0 of one. Skillings was 0 of two. And Davenport was 0 of seven. Yeah. And Julius this year has been much more efficient. Like he's 44 from per- the field, 38 from three. But this game definitely yeah. tanked the percentages a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it de- yeah it definitely did. But those two had such hot shooting nights. Their their shooting number actually looks respectable at 34.6 percent. Yeah, UC's now <laughs> at 11 and six overall, two and two in conference play. Um, gonna have to if they want to make the tournament like an outright bid, they'd have to win out, like just lose a game or two maybe to get in the tournament at this point. Oh, they would I think at this point you'd have to win the conference tournament to be honest with you. You don't think if they Even won with, out they if they no, won out because the best the well, yeah, maybe cuz they won out a road I win at Houston in. and a road win at Memphis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe you're on They're the going to have to win the conference scenario, tournament. But they were yeah. so yeah, they were so like that loss to NKU is terrible. They got, yeah. I don't care what the final score says for Arizona. If you watch that game, you you did not think that UC belonged on the same floor. The Ohio State loss was the game that was a blowout. Yeah. And then they lost to Xavier and like they lost to Temple. They, they didn't hang with Houston. Like it's just tough. You're right. If they went out, they probably have a shot before. If they went out before the conference tournament, they probably have a shot. But you'd also have to win a couple more games in the conference tournament and like be super competitive in the semis or something like that. Yeah. And I think I they mean, have to win the conference tournament at this the point. Loss the loss to NKU is just, the AAC is just weak. The loss to NKU, even though NKU is pretty dominant in the horizon league is still a bad loss. Like you're losing mm-hmm. to a mid major school. It's still a bad loss. Like NKU yeah. is a weird team. Like every year they're really bad in non-conference for some reason, like lose to schools. They shouldn't even lose to like other mid majors. But as soon as they get in conference play, it's like they're the best team in the conference. It's really weird. I think they did that last year defense. too. I think their defense is one that takes a lot of experience and stuff. So as time goes on, it it gets easier. But yeah, you're yeah. right. That's that's their pattern. Yeah, like they like struggle against teams even they should beat, 
I mean, Vincent, like for AKU, we'll give a little NKU talk. Um, Vincent for NKU, he's definitely um, had a down year compared to what he did last year as a freshman. But that's definitely been towards injury too. Like he was playing through a bad ankle sprain, still played through it. But he's definitely had a down year compared to what people thought. But, I mean, Marquez Warwick has been one of the best mid-major players in the country. Dude had a 45-point game. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) Yeah. He's averaging he's 19 in the year. Yeah, he's already a thousand point years. score, like way over a thousand point score in only three years, which is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's really good. He's gonna be um, a, he's gonna be a professional, like for a long time. Somewhere, he's definitely yeah. gonna be a professional for a long time. Yeah, somewhere he'll get paid somewhere. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's really skilled. good. Yeah, he, I wouldn't Wait, be shocked man. if you see him transfer. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked either, but man. ESPN showing me these ticket prices. NKU at Milwaukee at UW Milwaukee eight dollars a ticket. UC at ECU two dollars a ticket. At ECU, yeah, yeah. Because like, think about who or is Fifth it? Third East? Arena. Sorry. Never oh, mind. it's at Fifth Third it. Arena. Two dollars. Had, had it flipped. Two dollars at Fifth Third. Damn. I mean, honestly. If you go to UC or something, or if you cents. live if you live right there, just why not go to that game? Shit, who cares? It's $2. Right, yeah. If you're a fan right, of UC and you live of, over there, I get it if you don't want to drive, like if you live in Kentucky, like and you don't want to make the drive. Yeah. But if you're literally right That's there, so why weird, not? Man. Like, if I was a UC student, I would 100% go to that game. Like, why not? Yeah, but there's no way, man. I wouldn't think that UW-Milwaukee would have more expensive tickets than uc <laughs> that's, in the year <laughs> yeah that's nuts at least there's third party sites whatever but yeah for NKU, nku too faulkner yeah. who literally is in a thousand point score is averaging having his worst year of his college career which is very weird yeah. in your fifth year of college <laughs> yeah very I, yeah, I was surprised when i looked at the stats and he was only averaging like eight points a game yeah on really bad efficiency as well right like that's kind of that's shocking for being a literally a fifth year senior, and you right. are in a thousand point scorer at the school. Like you've been a really good player at the school too. I've watched him drop thirty multiple times, like in person, and you're struggling this bad in your fifth year, which is just really weird to see. Yeah, you wouldn't think that that would be the case. It's just it is. It's just weird. Like he was yeah, so exactly. good before this. He was just so good before this year. Yeah, like, I don't. He's... I don't know what happened. It's almost like I'm they just—they're playing yeah. everything through Vincent and Warwick, like they're just letting. He's those got a two pretty, pretty much. Yeah, they are. They're but, looking uh, ahead in the future. A, yeah, looking at Faulkner's like stats though, he went four point seven points his freshman year, eleven point nine his sophomore, point seven his junior, eleven point eight his senior, and now seven point nine his grad his year. Grad year, so. Kind of a slope, I guess. Guess it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he went. Yeah, kind of. He he, he hits. He's on the way back as down. a junior, and then now he's yeah, he's back on the way down. Yeah, it's just I guess, but still weird. Yeah, it's just figure, really weird. Almost twelve points a game for three years, like you. Just and like, it's not like you can. It's not like NKU's been bad, and now they're good. Like they've been really good in the horizon exactly, league yeah. this whole time there. Like they've been exactly. tournament team. I think two of his years there, maybe three, so, two yeah. or three. Uh, at least two, two. Pro- at least two. At least two. They definitely made it uh, his freshman year with Drew McDonald. 
Oh, the, McDonald's well, was his, like his, his and the sophomore year they made it. They made it, but the, the, that one was canceled. Yeah, but I'm saying they made it is what I'm saying. Oh, they yeah, still yeah. they still okay. won their conference tournament, so they made it. They okay. just didn't. They just didn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I still yeah, consider I that you. making the tournament. You just didn't get to play. Yeah, they, it's they not like NKU was going to make yeah. a run anyways. Like they were going to lose in the first round, <laughs> but yeah. they made it, which is a huge right. accomplishment as a mid major. Yeah, that's just weird. I don't know. NKU is kind of a weird team. They're very bad efficiency wise, but they're really good on the defensive end. So I don't know. They definitely yeah. could make. We could see two teams from this area in the tournament because NKU definitely could win their conference again. I can year. see that. Yeah, they definitely yeah, could win already, their conference. Haven't they already beaten Milwaukee? Yeah, they're five and one in the conference. I don't know if they beat one, but they beat who was the preseason? Like, didn't they beat one of the best teams in the conference already? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Ah, I don't know. But their one loss is one point to Oakland. Like, yes, they're they're a good team. They're very much a threat to win the the conference tournament. Yeah, they've got the individual talent and scoring too. Just to take over late in the game situation, even if they're not often, even if they're not efficient as a whole. Agreed. Um, you got anything else to add, college basketball wise? Um, I mean Xavier. We talked about them winning at winning at Nova, so like that's their first win in Philly since they became a member of the Big East. Really, um, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they hadn't won in in Philadelphia since like God the fifties. <laughs> It had been an insanely long streak. Um, otherwise, no. I think UC goes two and zero this week. I think Xavier probably splits just because they're two tough opponents. Um, yeah. In KU, man, they could. I could see them picking up another couple wins here. Agreed. Agreed. Um, should be a fun rest of the season in college basketball. Hope you guys enjoyed episode number thirty-eight of the podcast. Um, Donnie, thanks for coming on with me. Hope you all enjoyed. And we'll see you all on the next one. See you guys. See you all.